Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Monica lives in Jackson Hole, Wyoming with her husband and golden retriever, Box. Her career began as a professional skier and action sports film producer. Prior to launching Maria, she was a marketing director in the DTC e-commerce space and has worked with tens of e-commerce brands to help them grow through organic marketing channels. She launched Maria in 2020 after being a victim of her period for 17 years and experiencing the life-changing benefits of nutrition. Monica is now on a mission to share with thousands of other women so they can too experience healthier, happier periods. I have a little promo code for you so you can try some of the product that she has created. I love Monica. I met Monica at a retreat. Susie school in Arizona and was immediately drawn to her. Um, ironically, I sent uh, Monica a Marco Polo this week saying I had my period on my birthday and I had done reprocessing therapy the day before. It was an absolute mess. I felt so out of control. I was trying to reset, use all my tools, and I just could not find my ground until the evening when I could be alone and just sob in the shower. I just sat in that shower. I had my pity party. I felt all the sorrow and the exaggerated emotions that were, you know, racing through my body and let that water just soothe me as I sobbed. And I reached out to Monica saying, I haven't had a period be that extreme for so long and I don't really know what to do. So here I am. I'm going to do the Maria thing too. And we're going to try to regulate some of the emotions that are happening. Was drawn to her energy and then got to know her story and was like, okay, yeah, you need to be here teaching other women. So tell us a little bit about why you're here, why you have this company. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I cannot agree more. I feel like our energy was, I was drawn to before we even like met each other at the retreat. It was just so amazing. So I'm so grateful to be here. Um, But my story really starts from the age of nine when I got my first period, which I'm sure a lot of you listening, whether you're fathers, mothers, or you're a female yourself and you have a period, nine is early. That is like a shock. Um, and my periods were never easy. So by age 11, I was put on hormonal birth control, which if you're female, you've probably experienced this too. You go to your doctor, you have these concerns, you're either heavy flow, you have acne, you have cramps, you have headaches, all of these symptoms. And your doctor's like, cool, like we're going to put you on some birth control, um, which it works great for some people, but it also has side effects that we're so unaware of. And, I've learned so much in the last year, even about what those things are and how hormonal birth control isn't really helping us. Lo and behold, after all of these years of struggling with my period, it took until I was 26 when I was really, really experiencing deep, deep depression. What I thought was a deep, deep depression. Um, 
And I told you this story last week or two weeks ago. And truly, I thought I was bipolar. Um, I'd have these manic episodes that felt very out of the blue. And if you experience mood swings around your period, I think that you might be able to relate to this of just being like, oh my God, I just feel so unlike myself today. For me, it was lack of motivation, which I am a very motivated person. So that was very strange to me. Um, anger, anger, anger outbursts. Um, you can ask my husband and he will confirm this. I had kicked, <laughs> I'd kicked halls and doors. Uh, see, I, was, I can't see this in you. So another, like, who, who am I? Who am I right now? Right? Yeah, it was completely out of body. And so I had been experiencing this for several years um, as a teenager. It was something that I, I felt very out of control of um, to the point that my dad would even joke like, oh, go get your broomstick. He'd call me Hermione Ooh. Granger because I was like a little witch. Um, talk about talk about some trauma there. I know. But- <laughs> I'm like, it's funny. Also, it's not that sticks with you. Yeah. So, so I was really experiencing these drastic changes that felt out of nowhere, completely out of the blue. And so I went to my therapist at age 26, I'd started seeing someone, I'd started finding support and I sat down, I was working on a film at the time about a bipolar athlete. Um, Mm. and I connected with this person in the film so much, you know, I'd been watching edits of the film and I just like felt it deep in my core. Like I'm bipolar. This is speaking Mm. to me. Um, so sat in front of my therapist and was like, I figured it out. I'm bipolar. Like, (laughs) and she kind of like, like giggled a little bit. It was like in a very supportive way, but was like, okay, like, I'm glad you've had this epiphany. This is great. You've come to the realization that you are having these mood shifts. Um, but her immediate reaction was like, have you looked at the correlation to this experience with your menstrual cycle? And I was literally like, Hey lady, like I just told you this big (laughs) thing. And all of a sudden you're telling me, like, you're talking about my menstrual cycle, which is like down in my ovaries. (laughs) You're talking about something that's down in my ovaries. And I'm trying to tell you that like my brain chemicals are weird. Mm -hmm. What a good therapist (laughs) though. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like, looking back on this, I'm so grateful that she knew about this because Mm -hmm. not everyone does. And it's actually like quite a rare thing that, uh, someone does know that there could be correlations to your menstrual cycle. So I was like, sure, whatever. I don't know if it's correlated, but I'll start tracking, started tracking and, within the next two months, I was like, yep, like lo and behold, (laughs) directly correlated. The week before my period is when I was experiencing these episodes. And when I was feeling my lowest, when I felt the worst and it was such a moment of relief to sit in front of my therapist and have her tell me, okay, you're not bipolar. You're likely not even depressed. What you're experiencing is premenstrual dysphoric disorder or PMDD. Um, and about 20% of women actually experience PMDD. It's probably more than that because a lot of it goes undiagnosed or wrongly diagnosed. So a lot of women who believe they're depressed or have high anxiety, um, it's actually 
just before their period that they really experience mm. this. And it's a reaction to your hormonal shift in your body. So it does have something to do with the brain, but it's your brain's reaction to a natural hormonal change. So that is what I experienced. And like, just being able to name it Mm -hmm. was such like a first freeing moment for me of, okay, I'm not crazy. And there are things I can do about it. I think what happened next was what's landed me where I am today really is that the first line of defense from my therapist, who obviously I'm so grateful for it, had so much knowledge to even know about this was like, I'm going to put you on an antidepressant that you're only going to take that week. And in my mind, I was like, okay, so you're telling me that it has to do with my hormones, but you want to still put me on a brain medication. And then you only want me to take it one week out of the month. To me, I was just like, this isn't making sense. And obviously I'm not a doctor, but we can all advocate for what feels good for us and for how we want to approach our medical situations. And I think that was a big moment for me to be like, I love this option, Mm -hmm. but I want to know what my other options are. So I started seeking some support and went and saw my nurse practitioner who she acts as my primary care lady doctor. Um, and she, again, so grateful for this, but she was like, I've treated women with this before. And we've had really good luck with two things. It was, um, acupuncture at the onset of symptoms, which I no longer do. I used to do, and it did help. Um, to me, it's just like really hard to like feel symptoms, make an appointment, make it Mm -hmm. happen. Like that was just a lot. Um, but she also gave me a list of supplements, nutrition. And I was like, okay, you know, having been an athlete my whole life and very active, I was like, this is something I can get behind. I can try this. Sure. So I like immediately went to the grocery store, but hundreds of dollars of supplements and was like, all right, I've got my regimen. I've got my old person pill case because it was (laughs) so many supplements. (laughs) And within two months, it was like my literal aha moment was my husband realizing he was just my boyfriend at the time, but we lived together. Um, he was like, you've been really normal for, for two months. And I was like, normal. biggest, comp- biggest compliment ever. I've achieved normalcy. You are emotionally <laughs> regulated. It sounds like, yes. Yes. Um, and, and it was in that moment that I was like, other women need this. Mm, yes. Other women need to know that we don't have to be held victim to our symptoms and we don't have to be held victim to our periods at all. They're actually quite powerful. Um, and so I, I knew that nutrition played a huge role and after digging in deeper, it wasn't just me that would experience these benefits from nutrition. And so I went on to develop a supplement, a comprehensive solution that could help support all women who experience symptoms around their period. And I just knew I had to share it. I didn't, I maybe I'll become an influencer and just talk about this. Maybe I'll like, I don't know what it's going to be, but creating a product was my road and how I wanted to support people. And so here I am today and 
already helping thousands and hoping to help thousands more. Which I love all of this. Um, one that, that you went and you were so proactive in finding the support you needed to not feel crazy, then getting diagnosed and using it, this label as freedom rather than a box yeah. to put yourself into, which we can all do that too. And then to not only do what is recommended, but then like, I'm just going to create my own product. because That was awesome. <laughs> like who does that? Not very many people. Uh, so it's awesome. Uh, just all of it. And the craziest part for me is you're, you're younger than me. We, we know this. I didn't start tracking and being conscious of my well-being and my own cycle until I was 40. Nah, 39. Let's give, be generous here. That's crazy to me because I have had a period since what? Sixth, seventh grade. So mm -hmm. why on earth did I not learn about it more? You know, I had the class in school in fifth grade to talk about it. And that was really it. And I didn't educate myself. I had infertility. I had all these things that I really could have been like, you should be tracking things. <laughs> you should learn about your body. Um, birth control for me was a one year stint. And I did eight different kinds because I felt crazy on all of them. Um, I also bled every day for one year, the first year of taking it. Like there was so many issues with me trying to push down <laughs> what was happening in my body and contain it. And to, yeah. So I love the idea of something you said at the retreat, which is we're always experiencing our menstrual cycle in some way. Right. And so can you explain what this even means? Because me, uh, you know, four years ago would have been like, I don't even know what you're talking about is in our period five to seven days. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're not the only one, trust me. So I actually just posted, I have a series on TikTok. That's things I wish I knew about my period before I was 30, because I'm 32. And so much of what I've learned has been in the last few years, mm -hmm. but I did a post about the four phases of the menstrual cycle. We are always somewhere. If you are still menstruating or like you've, you're in your period of life where you have a period, you're always menstruating at some level. Menstruation does not mean just bleeding, but this post has a million views. And it's because so many people are like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So let's talk about it. So we're always in some phase of our menstrual cycle. Of course we have menstruation. That's about a four to seven day period where we bleed. And so we're all very familiar with this. And this is the only thing we're taught about in school. Mm -hmm. You know, we go to our, we have our health class, whatever. You're going to get your period. Here are some pads. Here are some tampons. This is how you deal with it. So it's not something that we have power over. It's not something we're empowered by. We just deal with it, but mm -hmm. we, it's created in our, our whole like system that from day one, you're a victim of your period. Oh. Well which, <laughs> which you're not, you're not, you can have ownership over it for sure. So once you menstruate, you then go into your follicular phase, your follicular phase is the phase right after your period where you're going to feel the most energy. And I think we all know this, you know, your period stops and for a week, a week and a half, you like, you feel pretty good. 
<laughs> and so for a lot of women, they're like, I only get to feel good for a week to a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, actually as women, we get to have seasons every single month. So this is our summer. This is our bright and exciting season. At the end of our follicular phase, we have ovulation or ovulatory phase, which this is something amazing too. Something that I think a lot of us don't know is you can only actually get pregnant five to six days out of the whole month. And this is around ovulation. So leading up to ovulation and the day after ovulation, which is when you actually release your egg is when you can get pregnant. And so that time of the month is when you feel the most fiery and sexual, which is amazing. Like, I feel like my skin's glowing. I look my bet, like everything. I'm like, what's happening. And the best part is my friend, you know, we're both dating She's like, I'm pretty sure I'm ovulating right now because I look so good. And then, you know, two weeks later, I feel my absolute worst. What's happening? So, yeah. Yeah, totally. And so like ovulation, we're sparkling. We're just yes. like a bright, a bright light. Um, and I love it because I like sexually you're like, let's go. <laughs> and so it's a fun time of month. So you like have this energy phase and then you have this sexual phase and then you're led into your luteal phase which is kind of the hell week for a lot of us it's Mm -hmm. the suck um but we can also see it as a as a season of rest and our body is actually asking for that so we turn inwards a lot more um Mm -hmm. for a lot of people they'll experience like I realize that they're doing things like organizing their refrigerator or their pantry all the time. I'll be like, or like organizing stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, definitely my luteal phase. Like this is hilarious. <laughs> so, so we can like see the positive in it too. Like maybe we don't make social plans that week. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's a little bit of a season of rest within our month. Okay. So, so leading- is Go that, ahead. is that the week where I'm like, everything I'm doing isn't, is the worst and everyone hates me. And my life is so stupid. Everything's like the worst. Is that that week or is it coming up? No, that's that week. So our luteal phase is about 10 to 14 days long. Like Mm -hmm. it is a longer, a longer phase. So it does kind of stink at the beginning of it. We're still feeling that good energy. We've just ovulated. So it's all gradual, right? But around five days before your period is when you're really in that like slumpy phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also when we have the best like consideration for ourselves. Yeah. See, I love this. So this is where, and, and I really do have these feelings and I know, and I'm conscious, like, I know that this is normal for me to feel, I feel hypersensitive to my relationships. I feel just a lot of maybe uncomfortable emotion mm-hmm. that I don't normally sit in for a very long time. Cause I'm like, no, these are the things in my life. These are, this is the reality. But in those moments, my brain is like, no, the reality is everything you're doing is stupid and like throw your business away, break up with all your friends. Everyone hates you. And I'm like, what? And I have to just like, calm it down. <laughs> we know where we're at and, and this isn't going to last forever. So for me, it's usually just one day. And it's an, Mm -hmm. it's an intense day. And I really just don't reach out to a lot of people. And you actually won't see me on Instagram because 
I'm reposting content or like, I'll share something from Monica. I'll share because they're happy. (laughs) They're doing great. And I'm over here going, why am I even here? Um, so there's that, but going back to my summer, like those were, that's when I, when I started to track and learn, that's when I started to track or starting to plan my work. Like the, the weeks that I needed to create, uh, like a program or plan my retreats, do those things. I knew when I needed to do it because I felt so good and I was creative and I was using all that passion rather than in the the day before, you know, that day that I'm like, everything's the worst. Um, I've canceled recording, um, my program, my online course, I canceled a whole week of recording because I said, guys, I worked with a bunch of men and I said, I can't record this week. I don't feel like myself and that will come off in the videos. So I cannot, and they were so supportive and like, yep, let's just move it a week. We're good. Um, I also plan my vacations around this time. Or ovulate, you know, I want to feel good. I want to yeah. enjoy it. Well, and so I was so nervous going into Susie school yeah. because I was knew I was going to be luteal and I knew that I would maybe feel lower. I mean, I think given the circumstance, I was brought up a couple levels yeah. <laughs> given the environment, but I was so grateful. One of our medical advisors actually read to me about and was like, no, I think it's going to be really good because you're more inward. And so you're going to have a better sense for your true North and be the most honest with yourself Mm. during that time. And so as long as we can kind of dig deeper Mm -hmm. into, I think, I think our, our inner child in the luteal phase wants to be like, you suck. You shouldn't be here, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. But if you can be like, okay, inner child, you're having your temper, like you're angry. (laughs) I I see you and let your inner being be like, what is true for me? Mm -hmm. It's a really powerful time. Really, really powerful. And so I've had gals say, should I cancel therapy the week of, of this, where I'm like, things are just heightened. Mm -hmm. And my answer was, no, I'm not the expert. You're more an expert, but I feel like those big emotions come and maybe they're not all true, but they're based in some truth, right? Sometimes I feel insecure about what I'm doing. Sometimes I feel insecure about my relationships with friends or with my partner. So yeah, it makes sense why it's like on level 10 during that time. So why not get curious? And that's when I find I'm mostly journaling and I'm, I'm going within rather than lashing out. I used to lash out like easy peasy. And so now I'm almost offended when someone says, are you on your period? Like, I'm like, I do such a good job, job tracking and I'm aware and I'm conscious. Like I also can have hard feelings when I'm happy (laughs) and feeling good. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We can have hard feelings in every phase, but like you said, it's definitely heightened that time. And I think we have a higher sensitivity to things because things are just a little bit lower and slower, Um, slower. Mm -hmm. but knowing this about our cycle, like you said, you can schedule around it. You can be looking forward and be like, Oh, I have this live thing planned, but I know I'm not going to be feeling up for it. So let's push it. Or, Mm -hmm. 
like, oh, I have a lot of admin work that I need to get done. Let's wait until my luteal phase because Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more inward. So it can be a really powerful tool for us. And men don't get this. Like men don't have seasons like we have. And honestly, I think that it makes us have more dynamic, like brain power where we can be focused on one specific thing during one part of the month and be more focused on something else in another. Like we get to have that. Mm. We get to have these seasons. And if we can think about it like that, as opposed to being like, my body does this thing to me then it can be powerful for us. Yes. I like it. It's you're describing the powerlessness that we can feel that victim of my body's doing something and I don't know how to control it to, I actually can take reclaim maybe our power that maybe we didn't realize we had lost or given up and say, now, now I'm in charge of my own body. Um, I know, um, we talked a little bit about the tracking parts, but like, what did it even look like for you? As you began, you said it took you two months to recognize a pattern and then two months, another two months to figure out the nutrition was helping. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So what does it look like for someone who's listening going, okay, yeah, I don't know any of this. And I'm pretty sure I have something going on. Yeah. So it's really great just to make sure you're putting on a calendar and there's so many apps for it. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm just, I can't keep up with an app. Like I don't want to open another thing on my phone. So I'm very pen and paper, but your last day of your period, just make a note of it on your calendar, mark it in the app, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then make sure that even if it's just overall in the week, what was my overall emotion this week? Because your, your cycle phases are kind of weeks. So how was I feeling this week overall emotionally? How was I feeling this week over emotionally and see how that correlates to your period. If you are noticing that some of these heightened emotions, higher anxiety, depressive states, cramps, headaches, I mean, there are so many symptoms that can correlate, write all of this down. When are you having headaches? When are you having cramps? Sometimes people experience cramps around ovulation because they can actually feel that movement of the egg being released. So write it all down on a calendar. Just keep a little note. If you're a journaler, just have a, like next to your daily gratitudes, have Mm -hmm. your like daily, I've, I'm feeling like this. I had a headache today. And then see how it correlates to the, your bleed, to your actual menstrual bleed. And if it's happening a week plus before your period, it's related. That's when mm-hmm. we see those symptoms and signs most often. So just start bringing awareness to it. That's really so much of it is just bringing awareness to it. And I think for so many years, I had no awareness over my body. That's why it felt like these things came out of nowhere because yes, I was totally fine one day and the next day I wasn't, but I didn't know my period was coming. So mm-hmm. there was just no awareness at all. Um, so just start writing it down, start keeping little notes places and see how it matches up to, to that actual bleed. Yeah. And I track, and I actually, I haven't been as great as I need to be and want to be with my oldest daughter who started her period, but 
helping her track because even the other day she went to their OB and I haven't had my period in months. And I'm like, actually you have, look, we track it. Right. And, and it's just funny because we just, if we're not great with time, which is me, like, I'm like, quarantine was like three months ago, wasn't it? Or three years ago. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Um, we have to track in order to start to make see patterns and to make changes and adjust and find that power reclaim. Um, you know, what's interesting is when I got my period, I was so embarrassed because it really was just like, here's this bad thing that's going to happen to you. I hid it from my mom and didn't dare say anything. I also didn't know what I was doing and how to actually take care of myself. Um, she said something months later, like, Hey, maybe this is, you know, here's some information. My daughter, when she got her period and she's fine with me telling this, she screamed from the bathroom and was like, you guys, I got my period. And even my then husband was even cheering. He was like, we're so happy for you. This is awesome. And it, I just laugh. Cause I think what a difference, like I'm doing something right. If she's proud and excited, but yeah, there's still so much I need to teach her about tracking even more the emotions behind it, because, um, there are things like that. I even noticed facial hair. Let's, you know, we women we're human and we have facial hair and it really does pop up like one part of the month for me where I'm like, Oh, yep. Okay. Time Our moms are changing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really interesting. It's just such a powerful tool that I think we're not given the hardware to utilize early enough in our life. Mm -hmm. We're really like I, my experience with my period was I, I was never taught anything about it in school. I went to a Catholic school. We didn't really have the health class. And so I wasn't given any tools to support me or my period. And my mom was young. She wasn't taught these things either. And so like, how do we learn about them? Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that today the conversation is becoming more open because we should all be able to understand this biological thing happening in our bodies, but it's just really been starting in the last few years. I feel like that it's been yeah. talked about. Yeah. I, I've never, I hadn't heard about PMDD until probably three years ago. And it was like, wait, what? Oh no, this sounds so awful. And I have, I told you this, I've heard many people I follow on Instagram who talk about it in a very victim mentality and you don't yeah. do that. You, you took ownership of this label and said, but I can work around it and it doesn't need to own me. Yeah. P like, especially whether you have PMS, whether you have PMDD, or there is something else called PME, which is premenstrual exacerbation. And that's when you are, you do have depression or an anxiety disorder or something, and your hormonal change can actually just, um, make those things worse. So that's more for people who like you feel depressed throughout your whole cycles say, but it gets worse just before your period. Um, okay. PMDD is literally when it is isolated to just before your period. And like the rest of the month, you, you aren't depressed or anxious. Um, but for me, when I was quote unquote, I guess, diagnosed, it was, it was something that like, it's not a label. I am not PMDD. I experience it. 
And there are things and tools and rituals that I can create to support it. And so that was so important for me to learn was that I don't have to just live with this thing or, or it it doesn't have to become me. Mm -hmm. I can learn to live with it and around it and do what I can to minimize what it creates for my reality. And I think for so many women, they do think, okay, I have this disorder that makes me manic and crazy and really upset. And that owns me Mm -hmm. instead of saying like, no, I get to own it. Yeah. Well, and I think even your story with your dad saying, go grab your broom thing, little comments like that from especially our partner, our loved ones, our kids, our parents, you know, little jabs, like it's funny, but also no, it's, it's actually not what can, I mean, is there how, what, how has your partner showed up for you in helping you transition into ownership over having it own you? For me, I think it started with me. I had to understand it and be able to communicate it. So it was a lot about communication and being able to have the conversation of, I'm going to feel like this the week before my period. And how can I best warn you that I'm going to be a little bit more of a slob, that I'm going to be less prone to wanting to be physically involved, like all, all of the things that I knew were coming for me, how could I preface it and warn my partner that it was coming and that I needed more space. Okay. And, and we had conversations around it and it was just like, yeah, just keep me in the loop of where you are in your cycle and I'll respect you and, and say as much of, I need space or like, you know what? I need an alone day. I just need you to like, pretend I don't exist today. (laughs) And, and all it took was communicating that and educating him on what was happening for me, because I think our partners, they're never going to understand what's going on internally for us and how that really feels. Um, All we can do is describe it the best we can and ask for what we need. If we're not asking for it, we can't expect it. Yes. I see. This is great relationship podcast from Monica, Uh, but that's the (laughs) truth. Like it's always back to ourselves. Right. And asking for what we need. Um, so I love all of that. And honestly, um, one of my takeaways from tracking and starting to understand my body, that consciousness is even just listening to what type of movement I needed on the weeks where I was maybe feeling less like me, um, what kind of foods I was craving and actually listening rather than old me was more rigid. i like, no, I actually, I bought all this food and this is what we're, this is the meal plan for the week. And, uh, the workout I'm supposed to be doing is on this calendar and it should be this where now, like I woke up this morning. I was like, Meh. like, actually, I just want to stretch. I'm just going to stretch today. And that feels good to give myself that grace and that freedom to listen to my body and to respond. So that's one of my biggest takeaways. Um, our body's what phase always... are your cycle? Are you in right now? 
um, I am going into the goodness. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going into the harder feelings. And so, and mine's not an everyday. Um, I kind of go in and out until I hit my actual bleeding. Um, so I, it is like you said, where I'm kind of, kind of going down the roller coaster, but I have those little ups and yeah. downs along the way. And so tomorrow I might feel like let's lift weights. I feel great. Um, but because I gave myself some rest today, maybe that's all it is for me is just showing up and listening. Yeah. It's so important. And, and that's what our body needs. Like you can align your work with your cycle. You can align your movement with your cycle. You can align your nutrition with your cycle and all of it just better supports us. So we're really creating this like flywheel that's just going to move faster and more for us if we're paying attention to those things. Yeah. So give yourself the grace, like <laughs> you can work out hard next week yeah. and it, your body's actually going to prefer you move slow and you do a little yoga or meditation or whatever. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can always go for a walk, always yep. go outside and get fresh air and that counts. Do it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. So tell me what would be the top three things you think really changed you into who you are today based off this? Yes. So the things that I consistently do and that made the biggest difference for me were one nutrition. Um, I was already eating really health. Like we eat really healthy. I'm very into food, but the way that our modern lifestyles work, we're just depleted of nutrients. Stress depletes nutrients. Our soils aren't as nutrient rich as they once were. So even if you're eating all these really quality foods, mm-hmm. we're just not getting exactly what we need. So, um, supplementing has been obviously huge for me. That's why I started the company. Um, and then it also gives me, which leads me to the second thing is mindfulness and meditation mm-hmm. and journaling and those practices every day when I take my supplements, it's a trigger in my mind to be like, what have I done to support myself today? It's a Aww. check-in moment. I love that. So I you get, take yours at night. Is that right? I do. I do. So it's like the end of my day. And it's like, what did I do today? to support myself. Mm. You know, did I do things that are good for me today? Um, so being mindful in those ways, but I've also added in like meditation when I'm feeling really anxious or a little bit like gripped and, and tight, I'll just be like, I need 10 minutes. I need yeah. to go put on a meditation and I just need to like, listen to my breath and I can come back and it's 10 minutes. Like everyone has 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> But sometimes we choose 10 minutes on Instagram and it like keeps us the same or jumps it up even more. So I love that. Exactly. And I mean, I do that too. And yeah, I was like, we all that do. was <laughs> such a waste of time. Um, and other, like other practices just to reduce our stress because stress plays a huge role in our hormones. So if, whether it's journaling, whether it's going for a walk, whatever it can be that you can just be like, how do I reset my nervous system? Mm-hmm. Um, that was massive for me. And then being an athlete, what we were just talking about has really been, I used to be in the gym lifting really heavy and doing like crazy cardio, like ever basically CrossFit five days a week. Mm -hmm. And my body was drained. 
I wasn't progressing. I wasn't like, it was just, I was just exhausted, which again, goes back to our stress levels. And so now being able to listen to my body and being like, what do I need today? And instead of being like, I need to be in the gym going crazy five days a week. It's like, okay, maybe I do strength three days a week. And then whatever else comes up, whether it's a run or a walk or a mountain bike ride that happens too. fitness will always be part of my life because it's who I am and I love it and I need it mentally. Yes. But I've come to a place now where it is like an emotional thing for me. It's mm-hmm. not a physical totally. push or need. So just listening and, it, and it's listening across the board, like mm-hmm. nutrition, mindfulness, movement, all of those things. Like how can we listen to what our body needs and then give it to it? Yes. Can I just even mention the one more thing of the mindfulness of sex during different times of like, it feels different. Who, why didn't I learn this? Like just so many crazy things where your cervix is, it's just mind blowing to me. Like we should be learning about our bodies, women. And if you're not go and follow Monica, she's helping. There's so many great educators out there who are helping sexually and with our menstrual cycles, all these things to help our lives be better. So, yeah, it's true. Like if you experience more sexual discomfort, um, or like you occasionally do, you're like, wow, like that was too deep or something. I don't know how, how far we can go (laughs) on this podcast, but (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Um, it's your cervix is in a different position throughout your cycle. And I mean, your energy is in a different place. So maybe you need to talk to your partner about like how you connect physically during different phases. Maybe you're feeling a little wild one week and the next week you're like feeling basic. Let's just go with the basics. (laughs) And also positions, like changing positions when you are like, this doesn't feel like my normal self communicate, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go back to communicate what you need. So it's not just this secretive. It's not that we're keeping secrets. It's that I think there's some shame built into the society and culture of a woman and how our bodies function. And we just don't need to feel that and take that. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing that we're taught to be shameful about our periods, about asking for what we want or need, but I think start slow and just communicate and do it from the heart. Hey, Mm -hmm. like, I'm really feeling like I need this. And we're slowly going to break down these shame barriers, not just for us, but for future generations. And it so needs to happen. I agree. I agree. (laughs) And you're, you're part of that. And that's, what's exciting is that Monica is a a big voice out here helping the world, but there's also so many others and the world needs more of it. So just bring it. Um, Okay. So I have two more questions. The last one is or the first last one, (laughs) that makes sense. Uh, what can you tell our listeners? Like they're listening to this. They're saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go and do something because I'm doing nothing. Where should they start? Step one is keeping track and creating your own self-awareness. And if you're experiencing discomfort symptoms around your period that are not allowing you to do your daily activities, whether it's keeping you from school, work, um, whatever it might be, 
then that is a signal that you need to do something. So tracking is a great place to start because then you can go to your doctor and say, look, this is what I'm experiencing. I have a month or two months of data about me here mm-hmm. because like you said, we all forget, like, did I <laughs> menstruate last week? I don't remember. Yeah. What was What did I eat this morning? I have no idea. <laughs> um, so, so just like create your personal data and then you can bring it to a healthcare professional. And I will say that there are so many healthcare professionals that aren't hearing us. Mm. So remember you are your own best advocate. And if you go to your healthcare professional and you're like, I don't want to use birth control as the solution. What are my other options? And they have nothing for you. It might be time to seek someone else, see what other options you have and continue Mm -hmm. to ask, no, this isn't what I want. I like, what else can you help me with? And I had to learn that by doing it. And it's just so important as women that we speak up and we ask for what we want and what we need. And just because they're a doctor, that doesn't necessarily mean that they know it's best for you. So keep, keep that in mind as you go to your doctors. Yes. I love all that. Be empowered, feel empowered. Um, okay. And so if they are listening and they want to try your product and just it's for anyone, right. Or like, can my daughter take this? Can, can I take it? If I don't have PMDD, if I just want those supplements, how does it work for me? So if you have a period, this is the best possible multivitamin for a human with a period, (laughs) basically women go and find nutritional support when they're trying to get pregnant. I'm sure we've all heard Mm -hmm. of prenatals. Yes. And so think of this as the prenatal for the menstruator. Who's not necessarily trying to get pregnant when you're trying to get pregnant, you need like folate and higher levels of specific things, but we also need a ton of nutrients. If we're not trying to get pregnant to have healthy reproductive systems as a whole. So our multivitamin, it's drinkable, it tastes delicious, and it has everything you need one daily serving for, to help support hormonal health, which really is like the unlock for women's health. Okay. So I love it. I think you mentioned rituals and we've talked about rituals privately, um, in a good way, not weird way. Um, I love (laughs) the idea that, cause I have tried products in the past. And so as my daughter to help with those supplemental, but she would forget to take it. It was always like this rush thing in the morning. So when you told me you take it at night and it's like that, reminder for you to check in with yourself. I think that sounds kind of ideal for me, especially because I am a single mom of these cute girls. I'm like picturing me sitting here at the counter, drinking my Maria and saying, okay, let's check in. Let's look at our tracker and let me track mine and let me track yours because that's what we're doing. Um, so I'm going to start doing that. I like your ritual and your way of doing it because we're always together at night and it's not as rushed as in the morning. So I love that. Um, and we'll put all the information and links down in the show notes. So you can click away and, and get your, your sample pack or your monthly dose. Um, yeah, we have sample packs and month supplies. Um, and Ashton will have a discount code for all of you. Yes. We'll put that in there. Um, (laughs) okay. I want to hear your most recent shareable be the Buffalo moment. Uh, there were so many good ones from last week. 
but truly I think it was the fact that I thought I needed permission from someone else to be able to freely share my experience and my story and this gift that I have to share when truly it was, I wasn't giving myself permission to do it. So for me, it's really, really, I'm, I'm like, I was so scared, so, so scared that I was going to be judged that people were going to come after me for like, I don't even know. I was creating all of these scenarios in my head. And when I came back to my purpose and my why, and that moment that I had the realization that there were women who needed something like this and I could help them, I realized like, I don't need to be scared. I can just share my experience and it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And it already is. So I'm so glad you granted yourself that permission Yes, and gave that freedom to yourself because it is beautiful. And that was my favorite part is like hearing, Oh, look how adventurous and fun Monica is. And then like your story, like, wait, what? Hey, wait, no, look at, she can be all of these things and so dynamic and she needs to share that with the world. So I'm so glad you are. Um, Thank you so much for being here and keep sharing, keep helping all the ladies of the world and truthfully the men we're, we're helping everyone here um, by sharing this information and, and empowering ourselves as women to know our bodies. Yeah. Be free. Don't let your period hold you, hold you hostage. Be free. Thank you so much for having me. So fun to talk to you. (laughs) You bet. Love it. Thanks for being here with me today whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.